Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. I thought that was a candle at first. No. Slime. And it smells like watermelon. Mm, I'm growing a watermelon. Oh. Oh. Kind of just smells like stinky boys. You you? No, just my house. Okay. What are we talking about today, Anita? All right, Mel. I want everybody to raise their hand if they have ever had this happen. And yeah, like really raise your hand. Have you had somebody tell you that they understand what you're going through because they are divorced? <laughs> all people raise hand. Yeah. I think this happens a lot. Yeah. People think that one loss is the same as another type of loss. Um, full disclosure, I have not been divorced. I have zero practical knowledge of what it feels like to be divorced. So all of this that I'm saying is based on conjecture. Well, However, I will help you out because full disclosure, I happen to be divorced and widowed from not the same person. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I guess while we're doing disclosures, 
nothing is black and white. There's always gray. And when we're talking, yeah, oh yeah. When we're talking about this, we're speaking as if every marriage is blissful or happy or at least palatable. And sometimes people are widowed, but they were not in a good relationship also. So that kind of makes things a little bit trickier when we're, you know, categorizing all widowhood marriages is like they were torn away from me and I didn't, you know, want them to be. And all divorces as like, it was a terrible, bad marriage. So of course there's a spectrum of how happy you were married, whether you were divorced or. Yeah. And some people, they maybe had gotten divorced and then the person died right after. And so they're like, Uh wait a second. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or separated. They were yeah. separated at the time they were widowed. So we're, we're not going to go too much into those situations because I mean, there's like a million different scenarios and there's probably somebody who is not really in where we're kind of focusing our attention. So yeah. we're going to take it to the baseline level, bottom. Yeah. the simplest level, because otherwise it'd be too hard. It'll be a different so, widow zone. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Mel, is it hard to get divorced? I mean, not like what Well, you mean? Like with filing or no, that's what I was like, not like the actual, like, is it hard to get divorced? Like emotionally, is it a difficult thing to get divorced? Of course it's like so hard. It's something that there, I mean, sometimes people talk about people divorcing amicably, but a lot of cases that's not true. And even if it was amicable, that does not mean that they're not intense feelings. And it's really, really, really hard and life-changing and exhausting. So you know how they have that stress, um, that stress scale. It's like yes. the, I can't I remember what it's that called. One. I can't remember what it's called. Um, well, they're next door neighbors. Did you know that on the stress scale? Yeah. Widow is 100 and I believe divorce is 76, 72, 72, 73, something like that. Maybe some people go 76. I think it's interesting though, that they're next door, but they're like 25 points apart. I'm kind of surprised about that. Yeah. I mean, and, and like all widowhood experiences are different. So are all divorce situations. And I, I remember when Scott died just because I was trying to figure it out in my mind, what had happened. I was trying to compare and I'm like, okay, let me pull on any of my previous life experience. And I'm like, this is so different than a divorce. Cause at first I was like, okay, well I've been through divorce. Like for some reason, maybe this is in the same category, even though it's not and like, not even close, at least in my experience. And it was very stressful. My divorce was, but nothing decimated every like every single second of my life and all of my energy, like being widowed did. And I was exhausted from my divorce too. Like, I, I think I actually got mono or something after it, like it it really wrecked my uh, immune system. And it was very, very stressful and, and hard. Like I was not really okay for a couple of years, but nothing like widowhood. So I would like to say in my experience, much different. And I understand the reason for the bigger gap on that stress index test. And I concur. I concur. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to argue in defense of divorce for a minute. That sounds weird. I'm not advocating for divorce, but the way that these two things are very similar, it's a huge change, um, a huge stressful change in your life circumstances. 
right? Like both of those are not fun. They throw your life into chaos, change, you know, your day-to-day activities, all of those things. They can both um, cause you to be lonely and really deal with some feelings of abandonment or just doing things on your, having to go it alone, basically. Um, Also, it can be a huge change in your financial situation, whether or not you're being divorced or widowed. And sometimes it's, can you hear those Legos? No, I wish I could. What are they like pawing through the Legos out there? I put, anyway, um, sometimes being a widow is better for you financially than being divorced. True. If you have life insurance, if you have life insurance or um, like social security benefits, you can get those with death first and not with um... you guys. I can hear everything you're saying and doing. Every leg recorded for YouTube. Stop. Okay. And also it's a huge increase in your personal, what you're responsible for in your personal sphere. You know, now you have to take care of all of the things at home. You're having to do all of those things, whereas you weren't before. So those are some of the ways that they're the same, And but divorce, divorce. If you have kids, I think that divorce would sometimes bring with it some really hard things and really hard things that are repetitive and don't go away. For instance, if you're having to have fight over custody that goes on and on and on, we know people who are going through that and it is like, it's like hell forever, you know? And, um, there's like having to like not pitting your kids against their other, um, parent, you know, things like that, that just make it really complicated. And there's probably a reason why you got divorced. So, that person might still be a jerk and they're still in your lives and they might be angry with you and they're trying to make your life miserable. And then they might repartner and then it might not be a good relationship co-parenting wise, or maybe the kids are used as pawns or maybe yeah. it's different lifestyles, like a lot of things. Complicated. Yes. Do you, do those things happen as much when you don't have kids or is it easier just to be like cut ties all the way? Uh, if you don't have kids, it's easier to cut ties all the way because you, I mean, you you split assets, you would, you would maybe have to, you know, battle over assets or whatever you guys acquired together, but there's, or if you had a pet, like figure out who has custody of the pet, but nothing like a child or children. So it seems like it would be a shorter, stressful time. It wouldn't be ongoing. Like if you have kids and you're having to deal with your ex. Yeah. I mean, and then there's like, if you're divorced, like sometimes you're you have to continue going to court because someone's not paying child support or maybe the initial agreement was not fair and yeah, lots of high stressors, but different totally than widowhood. And there was a, I don't want this to be (laughs) taken the wrong way. These are such hard things to talk about because there are a million answers, but there was a choice involved with divorce And many times there was not a choice involved with death. Yeah, exactly. And even if the choice wasn't made, you know, 
on both parties. Like sometimes it's like, I want a divorce. I don't want a divorce, but there was still a choice and there was still a period of, um, coming to terms with that because a divorce, a a divorce, a divorce doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) A divorce of the horse. divorce doesn't happen overnight. So there's time to process that. And I, I mean, I kind of feel like it's not very common for a divorce to come out of the clear blue sky. I feel like there are most likely signs that the relationship is not doing well. Do you think that that's a fair generalization? I would say in general, probably. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there's times where you had no idea that your spouse wanted a divorce, but I feel like there's most likely in most cases, there are signs that the relationship is struggling. So it's like, you know, that that isn't doing well. And then you have time to process and decide if you're going to get divorced. And then between when you decide and it happens, there's more time to process that. So that's one way that divorce is a whole different story than widowhood. Yeah. And I think people that say things when they're comparing the two, they're just thinking, oh, well, the terms for people who don't have their person anymore are either divorce or widow. It's like, yeah, but the circumstances and the situations and the repercussions are often very different. Yeah. And, and back to the kids situation, when you're divorced, and you have kids, um, that your kids still have a relationship with their parent and they might at some point in time, choose not to continue that relationship or how much they want to be involved in that relationship, but they still have the choice. I think about when your kids grow up and get married, um, when you're a widow, no choice, that parent is gone. They are not going to be a part of their life at all. No new memories, no, chance for them to, you know, celebrate them when they go off to college or birthdays or big days. Um, and you do in divorce. And again, sometimes that's not how it happens. Cause sometimes somebody just leaves and never has contact again, but for the most part, that person is still in their life and the kids can opt in as they grow up or opt out of that relationship. One would hope. <laughs> and a lot of stories of the abandonment side of it and it's so common which is so sad because yeah. they're like well my my parents say it's a dad why doesn't he call me why doesn't he talk to me why doesn't but he the, care about me and the he's door is not, the door is not closed though right in in death that door is closed there's no possibility ever for that to be opened again. Right. well they're totally different but it's highly highly stressful to for a kid to process the unfinished, like, and the questioning. Yeah, for sure. It affects their development. It's just different, but it's also sucky. (sighs) Sucky. What about, um, when you're divorced, do you feel like when you move on to a new relationship, it's more clean cut? Clear cut. I think it would be, I think it would be more clear cut in that you're probably not in love with your X. Right. And a lot of times with the widowhood situation, you still have the same feelings of love and care for your deceased partner. Yeah. I think it's so much messier when you're widowed to start a new relationship because 
when you're divorced, there's a clear ending to that relationship, whether or not you were all for it, it has ended. Um, and there was a demarcation of the end of that relationship. And even societally, as soon as those divorce papers, you know, come through, you're not expected to pine for them or to keep that relationship alive at all. Now there is some judgment about how quick you date or whatever, but I feel like in widowhood, it's not that it's not that it's easy, but it's hard because you're still in love with that person. Hello, why don't you want to be in a relationship with me? And I'm in love with somebody else. And there's so many feelings of guilt and betrayal and just confusion around dating after you've been widowed. Yeah, it's a big thing. And we have seen many of our widowed friends get remarried and we just think that they have met the most amazing person because props to those who are able to take on the widow's many, many, many different nuances and different situations and different emotions because very unique. And I can see how it would be really intimidating. Yeah. And that we know a lot, and this is true of divorced, but also widowed people that second marriages fail more often than the first marriages. And, and I have to think that part of that is because the widowed person has a continuing relationship or love for their dead person. And that's got to be hard in a relationship to be, to be sharing their affection, sort of, so to speak. Well, and, and with a divorce too, let's say, that, I mean, there's a reason people get divorced. So there's also stuff to talk about as far as like, kind of not, I don't want to like demonize any of this, but like kind of a quote, common enemy. It's like the person that's divorced and then whoever they're dating, it's like, if they don't, the divorced person doesn't have a good relationship with their ex or like it was bad. It's easy to like, you know, kind of team up and be like, yeah, like this person is bad. And like, we are having shared experiences, like hating this other person. <laughs> I know that's not the case all the time, but it's different with widowhood because in a lot of cases, it's like, no, I really cared for my husband and he's I dead and do. I miss him and I'm dating you also. <laughs> And we've heard so often that the second husband has so much to live up to because they're compared to the first husband. And once the first husband is dead, they can do no wrong because they're dead. Right. So it's like, how do you, how do you live up to a perfect standard? I don't know. Don't. <laughs> so again, all of my, all of my things come from like the kid having kids um in a divorced in a typical divorce situation your kids have at least visitation with their other parent right and so there is another parent who hopefully has the best interests of that child at heart so there's two people who are trying to raise that child when you're widowed you are alone the other parent is gone and I know that in divorce, sometimes there's a lot like not seeing eye to eye on what's best for the child, but just having somebody else who their role is parent to that person is, is powerful to know that there's somebody else who is looking out for them in the best way that they know how, even if they're doing a terrible job in your opinion, which is why you divorce them. <laughs> I have no experience with this. So, <laughs> so any of you guys do comment and tell us those of and you. And 
And there's um, the idea of when you're a widowed parent, there's no breaks. There's no going on the weekends to dad's. It's his weekend. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. And on stage all the time. Yes. There's no, no splitting that in any way, shape or form. Yes. You can have babysitters. Yes. You can have people come and help, but again, there's not another person who is their job, their responsibility to care for that child. So that's another thing that I just think is different than divorce. I plead no contest. (laughs) I plead no contest. I plead the fifth. Mm, What about Mel? Um, In a divorce, there is an opportunity for that relationship to progress. And I mean, not necessarily you're going to get back together with that person, but there is a chance for it to change and to evolve and to maybe mend some fences or to just grow into new people. And I think about this so much for people who are widowed and they had a, like a rocky relationship and how their relationship, there's no opportunity for it to change. It will ever remain forever remain as it was when they died. So if they were in a period of difficulty, they can't, they can't go to counseling. They can't fix it. They can't apologize. They can't receive an apology, things like that. And I think that's hard. Yeah. Once they're, once they're dead, it's all closed. It's Mm one-sided and, and And that's, they're not there to defend themselves too, or explain themselves. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just think that there are some similarities in what divorce and widowed people deal with, but I also think that it's light years away from each other. Totally. Yeah. What do you guys think? What are some of your experiences? We know that the experiences are going to be vast and varied and complex and totally different from one another. So we recognize that each situation has its own nuance and, Let's just have the discussion open. If you're in the Widow Wives Club, make sure that you post. We can talk about it there. It's a safe space. It's on Facebook and you can find links in our bio if you are not in there already. And if you are watching this on Instagram or on YouTube, comment below and tell us some of your thoughts or experiences. It's hard. What we missed. You know, we missed any things that separate them or that make them um, the same. So I'm sorry to everybody who is widowed and divorced. They're not the same animal. They just really are. No, no, not at all. (laughs) I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We're two animals of widowhood and we're just trying to help you figure out widow we do now. I'm an animal. I'm a zebra. I'm a tired animal, like a tired squirrel or sloth. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service. 
and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not. Who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So if somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. <laughs> 